You're listening to the 49 Carats Podcast, a 49ers goldmine production with Stephanie Sanchez. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another edition of the 49 Carats Podcast. I am your host, Steph. Joining me today is Jordan Edwards out of Sports Info Solutions. How are you doing today, Jordan? I'm doing great, Steph. Thanks for having me. I'm uh, glad to be here. Yeah, of course. And and for those of you who, you know, watch the show pretty often, you know, this isn't my usual background. I am dog sitting. I'm not at home. So, you know, you'll see the elephant in the back. That's not my decor. I don't have anything against elephants, but, you know, it's, it wouldn't be my first choice for, for backdrop. I just want to say that. Um, but today, you know, me and Jordan, we're going to talk about uh, the NFL draft, in particular, the 49ers draft and who, uh, which prospects are the best fits for the 49ers. But first, Jordan, you know, for people who don't know about Sports Info Solutions, I want to give you an opportunity to just kind of talk about, you know, what you guys do. You guys put out great content, great analysis. So, uh, you know, give us some background on what you guys do and what you do specifically. Yeah, so Sports Info Solutions, uh we kind of uh, major in a couple of sports that we do. We do baseball, football, basketball, a couple other things as well. But uh, we, you know, chart and collect data, and we, you know, use all that info to try and, uh, you know, give, give our, our best foot forward and, and, and providing stats to uh, everybody. You know, whether it be you know um, uh, teams and uh, just you know fans, all that kind of stuff. And so when it comes to to the draft, uh, you know, time. Uh, we have our draft site, nfldraft.sportsinfosolutions.com. Uh, highly recommend going to look at that. Look at that. Um, use it as a tool. It's just kind of as a reference guide to be able to see uh, your favorite team, any team in the league, specifically uh, what they do well, all those types of things. With you know, getting uh, deep into analytics, things like that. Uh, look at uh, specific your your specific team to um, kind of look at. Uh, what holes you might have on your specific team and all that kind of stuff. And uh, so, but me personally at SIS, I uh, am a senior scouting analyst, um, you know, during the season, help, you know, track and chart all of our data in the season for college and NFL. Uh, and then the off season comes around, really digging deep on writing scouting reports, evaluating all that kind of stuff, putting together the draft site as well, uh, helping to do that. And so uh, now is really like my favorite time of the season, you know, really my favorite time of the year. Uh, draft time is always the the best in my opinion, but um, but yeah, so that that's kind of what we do here, uh, and yeah, you know, just uh, kind of excited to talk about all the players today. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this time of the year is like your Super Bowl, right? So yeah. it, it it definitely makes sense. And you know, again, uh, Jordan mentioned the site. This is the Sports Info Solutions NFL Draft site, right? And so this is their page dedicated to the 49ers. Um, so you'll, you'll see how in depth this is. And, and one thing I wanted to talk about, uh, Jordan was, you know, obviously we got to talk about the positions of need for the 49ers, right? Mm -hmm. That's always important when, when talking about the draft and who they might select. And I think this tool right here, Sonar Depth is a great tool to just kind of, uh, you know, see those, uh, areas of need for the 49ers. You see the, the top tier, uh, positions for the 49ers and in this uh, darker yellow and that is of course uh, all, a lot of these are, are as expected right you, you yeah. got Nick Bose on one end you, you don't yeah. even have to have his name there to know that that's uh <laughs> that's taken care of you got George Kittle, you know all these things but also mm -hmm. 
what we're going to focus on today are areas of bottom tier or bottom mid tier that maybe the 49ers need to address either, you know, with a, a pick who's going to be a day one contributor potentially, or someone who's going to be depth. Right. And so I think, you know, when we're look at bottom mid tiers, we might be looking at depth, you know, you got guard here, which I think is actually interesting to have guard as, as bottom mid, because, you know, I thought us, Banks did a, a pretty good job uh, there. So, uh, but, you know, safety, that one makes sense to Sean Gibson, you know, only on a one-year deal. So I think definitely safety is going to be a position that the 49ers are going to be looking at. Also, you know, cornerback, center, they got Jake Brendel, but that is also a position they could potentially look at some depth for. And then corner, they definitely need a lot of corner depth. Um, and just looking at anything they need right away, right? You look at the third linebacker, Aziz Alshair no longer here. Uh, Mike McGlinchey no longer here, right? So, uh, and of course, they need another edge rusher. Drake Jackson, of course, was drafted last season, but I think they need someone else because they, they lost a lot yeah. of guys in their edge depth this season. So, um, yeah, let, let's talk about some of those guys and and first you know let's look at the draft picks that the 49ers have right they have a plethora of you know day two day three picks um and so that makes it a little tough but i know jordan you're up for the challenge here you know you got to yeah. dig deep a little bit and uh think about some prospects day two prospects day three prospects that you might like for the 49ers let's start with offense um okay. you know i feel like offense he can he can make uh you know players really shine there's a lot of outside zone runs with some play action uh as far as offensive line he likes offensive linemen who are very athletic who can move get to the second level with ease uh skill position players they got to know how to block right and and productive after the catch so knowing all of this uh and looking at some of the picks that the 49ers have who do you think would be a a good fit for them on offense. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, you know, just starting up front on the offensive line, obviously Trent Williams is probably one of the best offensive linemen in the league, if not the best. So you feel comfortable at left tackle, but you know, he's still get kind of getting up there in age. So you got to start to wonder uh, potentially uh, maybe looking to see who the future left tackle could be, but uh, we'll, we'll let that, you know, figure its way out there. We'll, we'll let Trent keep playing at left tackle. So, um, but yeah, I think, you know, guys like Aaron Banks, Spencer Burford, uh, you know, like you said, Jake Brendel as well, playing on the interior. I think those guys have that interior spot kind of uh, fortified a little bit going into the this upcoming season. Obviously, Banks having to fill in the shoes of Lake and Tomlinson from the year before leaving. That's, you know, hard to do because he was that that type of uh, player uh, for a handful of years. Uh, but yeah, I think, you know, looking to try and see who the, the, the right tackle is going to be. I think that's a big need. Uh, I think uh, the, the tackle class is pretty deep. Uh, it, it's kind of a shame that, um, that they don't have necessarily have that second round pick where I feel like they could probably get one of these guys to be able to walk in day one uh, to potentially work, be the right tackle. Um, but I, I still think though there's still some value here uh, in the third round. Blake Freeland is a guy I think that uh, we were talking about earlier is somebody that the 49ers could, could look at. Uh, very athletic uh, left tackle, 6'8", 302. So he might need to be, you know, add a little bit of strength once he gets into the league. Uh, but, he, you know, he's a he's a younger player. Uh, I think he's got a little bit more potential uh, as he goes through to the NFL. 
uh, and use that athleticism like you talked about that Kyle Shanahan would like, especially moving over maybe to right tackle. He played left tackle mostly in college, but uh, I think he's somebody that could possibly switch over to the right side. Uh, and then I think you, you'll look at maybe a guy like Tyler Steen out of Alabama. Uh, he was a really solid left tackle at, at uh, Alabama. He started his career at Vanderbilt. I think he even started as a defensive lineman, moved over to the offensive side of the ball. Uh, and started every game at Alabama this year. And so he, and it's kind of hard to do as a transfer coming in, having to compete with those uh, types of level of athletes, you know, that Alabama pulls in every year. Uh, but he's somebody really strong, solid feet you know, or quick feet uh, footwork in the passing game as well. Uh, he's really good run blocker too. So I think he's somebody that has that flexibility to be able to flip over to the right side as well as he looks and uh, gets into the league as well. Uh, and then Braden Daniels, I think is somebody out of Utah, uh, that we think has some flexibility as well. He's an athletic left tackle, could probably play right some as he moves to, to, uh, into the league as well. So I, I still think there's there's some some players that should be available, uh, you know, in that later part of the third round. And who knows, you know, with 11 picks, it's hard to get 11 picks into um, into a team going into the yeah. offseason. So maybe they can, you know, get creative, try and package some of those, get up a little bit, maybe into the seventies where they feel a little bit more comfortable with trying to get a player rather than hoping that they fall to them. So uh, I think it, it's kind of a good problem to have having those picks. You just need to be able to kind of catapult yourself up uh, to, to being able to get those guys. Yeah. I mean, Blake Freeland, he's one that, you know, 49er fans are enamored with be- I think I said that right. Um, you know, they they love him a lot because he's a, a good fit, someone who I think has a potential to be there at their pick. To your point, someone they might have to move up for if they really liked him. But I think you mentioned a couple of other names, too, that do have the potential to be there at pick 99. Uh, Tyler Steen. I want to ask you about Tyler Steen because I know some people – have them at tackle other people have them at guard or you know they see that as a better fit for them so what are your uh thoughts personally yeah i i I view him more as a tackle Uh, i know he's a little bit you know he's he's still got the the length as well to play tackle uh we have him at a six three grade here which basically means that we think that they could be a swing tackle left or a right uh maybe start out as a backup uh, level type of player early but be able to develop into that as well but he's, he's got the length. He's got all the, the, the tools that you want to have as, as a tackle. Uh, we think he's good in a, a zone run scheme, which, uh, you know, the 49ers still like to, to, to use zone a little bit, but they've been kind of dipping into some more gap schemes, pulling linemen and all that kind of stuff. But, um, yeah, like I said, I think he's got all the tools that you want in a tackle. Um, and, and I think it's just kind of uh, improving those, you know, those maybe some more technical side of things with, you know, pass pro anchor, maybe his hands, stuff like that. Uh, but I, I still think that he's somebody that could possibly uh, play either left or right tackle in the league. Yeah, and you also mentioned Braden Daniels, who it seems like the 49ers do have a lot of interest in him. They met with him formally at the Combine. They had an on-campus workout for him, or he held an on-campus workout for three teams, including the 49ers, and they had a top 30 visit with him. So definitely a lot of interest uh, on Braden Daniels. Uh that one could definitely be a possibility, someone who's there at 99 as well. Now, I know that tight end isn't a huge position of need from the outside looking in. You know, you got George Kittle. But besides that, there's a lot of, you know, question marks or just guys that aren't going to be featured guys in the offense, really. Um, 
And so I think the 49ers are at a point where, you know, they want someone who can not just block and, and help uh, Kittle in that regard, but also, you know, maybe another pass catching tight end as well. Yeah. Um, and this is the draft class to do it, right? This is yeah. a really deep tight end class. And so looking at that, who do you think are some great fits for, you know, tight end for the 49ers? Yeah, so uh, I think one uh, that might – we have him ranked a, a little bit higher maybe than most do, but Davis Allen out of Clemson uh, is somebody that we like. Uh, he's a really good athlete you know, at his size, 6'6", 245. Um, he was able to to line up in line for at Clemson as well, uh, be able to move kind of out in the slot. They even lined him up as like an X type of receiver, as a lone receiver on, on sides as well, have him be like the primary target on, on plays. Good catch radius as well. Uh, probably could be a little bit more of a, of a better route runner, but I re- really like his athleticism moving into the to the league. Uh, and then a couple of guys that we even talked about before, uh, Brent Strange out of Penn State. Uh, he's somebody uh, that Penn State you'd like really kind of like to use similar in a way that uh, the 49ers like to use their tight ends and fullbacks, uh, move them in, in motion pre-snap, line them up off the ball, uh, line them up in line as well. Uh, he would, you know, split zone type, type of uh, blocker, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and in the passing game as well, he's really good after the catch. Get the ball in his hands. Can kind of create uh, athletically with the ball in his hands. He's not somebody that necessarily separates as a true route runner or anything like that, but uh, blocks really well. Uh, he's somebody that plays with the right mentality, um, and, and he's somebody that can possibly be uh, a fullback in some offenses, potentially uh, maybe even be an inline tight end as well. But he's somebody that you can get creative with and move him around and stuff like that. And so um, really like him. Uh, as well. And then I think another guy that maybe just, um, you know, he, he's more of the uh, uh, of a, a move guy as well. Uh, but Braden Willis out of Oklahoma is somebody good size as well. Similar size to um, uh, the, to, to Strange, just like we just said, uh, really contributes more in the passing game more than than as a blocker. Uh, but that's something that you can kind of mix and match with and do all that kind of stuff, move them around, uh, get creative with them and how to use them in the blocking schemes. Yeah, I think all, all, all those guys you mentioned, the 49ers have met with in some capacity. And I think it, it's because it's it's clear that they're looking into tight ends. They're definitely going to draft yeah. one. Um, Brenton Strange does get brought up a lot, um, you know, as a really good fit for the 49ers. Now, I know a lot of people as well are like, oh, Kyle Juszczyk, you got to start looking for replacements for him. And I don't think that's necessarily true. I think, you know, Juszczyk still has some years under his belt. And, you know, uh, I think they've looked at getting fullbacks before with the same yeah. idea in mind. And had to cut that guy at some point because, you know, Kyle Juszczyk's still going to be that guy. So, yeah, I think more so a, a tight end who maybe will fit that Ross Dwelly kind of role uh, for the 49ers who can block but also – think they're looking for a little bit extra someone who yeah. can you know be a threat as a pass catcher as well so I think there's a lot of that in this draft Brendan Strange is definitely one of them I'm glad that you did mention uh Willis because I think he's someone that the 49ers are, are definitely interested in he did have a top 30 visit with the 49ers so that's definitely a possibility um and then let's see who was the other name you mentioned uh, Davis Allen out of Clemson Davis as well. Allen. See, they had a, yeah. they had a formal, uh, meeting with him at the combine. So honestly, in my mind, every tight end is on the table for the 49ers. Yeah. So, um, yeah. really it's, it's just all about who, who fits the best and, you know, 
obviously, like I said, they value blocking all those guys you mentioned, uh, good blockers. So I think they'll, no matter who they pick, I think we're, we're going to be pretty happy about who they get. Um, yeah, yeah. Now. I mean, this class, this class is really deep. Sorry to cut you off. I, this class is yeah, really good. deep. You can kind of get any type of tight end that you want here. There's, there's the, the the guys that you can move around, be creative with that are uh, athletic guys that you can inline that you want to be able to, um, you know, use up the seam in the middle of the field as a passing game guys who can block as well. So there's really a whole different type of variety of, uh, of tight ends in this class. And, and I think a lot of teams are going to be able to get somebody that's going to be able to uh, help you know, contribute, not just even the 49ers, but just in the NFL in general, where uh, I think this year you didn't really see necessarily the uh, a big market in the free agency with, with tight ends because yeah. everybody kind of knew this year, hey, we can get somebody in the draft that we like in the third, fourth, fifth, even you know sixth uh, round. Yeah, because it's such a deep class. I think some of that value is going to get you know pushed down the board. Uh, yep. So it's, it's a great situation for the 49ers. Now, I think for the offense, like for the most part, that those are the needs, right? Um, yeah, they, they might draft a wide receiver. Let's hope mm-hmm. to God they don't draft another running back in the third round. It's, it's always a possibility. But, you know, I think we covered the needs. Let's talk about the defense a little bit. You know, uh, that defensive line with Chris Kosarik, a lot of wide nine. Uh, they like to use a heavy rotation of guys. Uh, mm-hmm. their linebackers, they, they like them to be very athletic, work sideline to sideline. And the secondary is now being run by Steve Wilkes. Well, okay, the entire defense is being run by Steve Wilkes, but he's more of a secondary guy. Uh, is a little change from the past where, where Sala and D'Amico Ryans were more linebacker-oriented, although they ended up being great defensive coordinators regardless. But Steve Wilkes, with that you know secondary mind, he has historically run a more uh, more single high in the past. We'll see if that, you know, continues with this defense. I don't think he necessarily needs to just because of the personnel that the 49ers have. But um, I will say that with, with some of the latest free agent pickups they've made for the secondary, it seems like they value versatility a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so just thinking about let, – let's start with safety because I think, you know, the 49ers definitely going to want to target a safety um, given the fact that Deshaun Gibson is only on a one-year deal, right? So you're looking at your safety for the future. Um, who in this draft do you think fits, like, what, what the 49ers are looking for? Yeah, so I, one player that, that uh, we had kind of talked about as well, uh, we have him ranked pretty high at, at SIS on our big board, uh, Jair Brown out of Penn State. Um, you know, he's not necessarily somebody that is being mocked in, you know, first, maybe even second rounds. But uh, this is the type of guy that I think would fit well with their defense. Um, you know, he, he can be a too high you know, defensive uh, safety, which is, you know, a lot, a lot, a lot of the times is what the, the 49ers like to play, um, you know, playing too high, uh, you know, corners and cover two, whether it be cover four as well. Uh, but he's somebody that, that can play in that as well. He doesn't have necessarily the elite athleticism that you want in, in a safety, uh, but he's still somebody that just plays winning football. Um, and then, you know, even a guy like Jordan Battle out of Alabama, mm-hmm. somebody we have ranked pretty high as well. Uh, both of those guys have six, seven grades, which we think are, uh, you know, basically, you know, starters, you know, are very, very early in their in their careers, you know, first, second year starters that are going to play at, uh, close to an elite level. But, you know, you know, very, very good starters. Uh, Battle is somebody that is really, you know, uh, is kind of versatile. He, he played a lot of different uh, spots at Alabama. Very, very, uh, you know, just solid and consistent. 
He was very, you know, one of the leaders in their in their defense. They're going to have probably you know eight nine uh, you know players picked this this upcoming draft this week. Uh, you know on the defense, but he was one of the leaders back there. Uh, playing the free safety role, kind of, you know, covering the middle of the field. He would play single high. He played too high as well. He'd come down in the box. He'd even play in the slot as well. So he's somebody that's very, very comfortable. Uh, he's very, very, very aware. He's just somebody that's really just consistent all over the field. Um, and then uh, one another guy that I like personally, um, J.L. Skinner out of Boise State. Uh, he's somebody uh, long, kind of, you know, he, he's kind of lanky, a little bit on the thinner side at 6'4", 209. Uh, but he's somebody that can play deep as well, play in the slot too. Uh, he's actually really comfortable in run defense as well. Uh, might need to add a little bit of strength, you know, just just to his frame as he moves up, uh, into the next level. But interchangeable safety that can play on the deep end, play in the box, play in the slot. He's comfortable, you know, matching up with tight ends as well. So um, the safety class, you know, a lot of people don't necessarily view it to be you know, super, you know, highly, you know, touted this year. Uh, but I still think there's going to be some value there on late day two, uh, or, you know, early day three, uh, in that range uh, to be able to get a potential starter. Yeah, I really liked Skinner a lot. You know, at the Senior Bowl, you're someone that definitely uh, stood out to me. Now, of course, with like you know the injury, I think it was mm -hmm. a, a torn pack or something. Um, you know that may help the 49ers in yeah. him potentially falling to them. Uh, but you made a good point uh, because I know a lot of people have asked like, oh, or said that he's more of a, you know, uh, in the box kind of guy. And so you you feel like he could play deep as well? Yeah, yeah. I think he's somebody that's a little bit more comfortable in a too high scheme rather than just playing, you know, middle of the field. He's kind of patrolling a uh, running sideline to sideline. That's not necessarily his game. Uh, but being able to play closer to the box, he can play both of those roles as well. Uh, he's somebody that's comfortable in the box, but he's comfortable in the slot too. He's just somebody that can get his hands on the ball. He's got good ball skills as well. He's really just kind of like a, a, a very smooth athlete. He's not somebody that's twitchy, you know, more quick than fast, anything like that, where he's not somebody that's changing directions really, really quick just because he's a little bit more of a high cut player. Uh, but he's just somebody that is, you know, a very, very fluid athlete at, at all levels of the field. But yeah, the, the, the torn peck is something that is uh, a little worrisome, but it's kind of pushed him maybe down people's radars just because he had, wasn't able to test at the combine doing all those kinds of things. But, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, whoever is going to get him, you know, on Thursday uh, is going to get a really good player. Yeah, and it, that could be a good situation for the 49ers just because they don't need a day one starter at safety, right? So they, yeah. they might like that situation and they can have that talent fall to them. Uh, another guy who gets brought up, you know, pretty regularly around, you know, 49ers fans and, and Nathan here in the comments mentioned him is Jamie Robinson. Uh, and I, I've seen other people mention him as a fit. Like, what are your thoughts on on Robinson as a whole? Yeah, Robinson, we actually have rated really, really highly as well at that 6-7 grade. Uh, he's somebody that can play deep, but uh, I think this guy's really going to be in the slot. I think most people kind of refer to him as being like the late day two, early day three version of what Brian Branch will give uh, at, at the level where Branch is more that first round type of player. But Robinson's got the versatility, cover skills. He, he plays with the right attitude as well. Uh, so I think he's somebody that uh, especially on like, you know, when uh, sub packages, nickel, dime, things like that. He's going to play more in the slot. But I do think he, he could be a player that plays uh, deep as well. Yeah, and I, I think the 49ers would like that, that versatility because as of right now, it seems like they're still trying to figure out who's going to be their slot guy. 
Um, You know, they've brought in some guys in free agency, but I think it's going to be a competition still. Uh, Let's talk about some, some edge guys, because there's, it's possible. I think in my mind, if the 49ers use picks or at least something close to that, that they come away with potentially two edge rushers just because like they lost so many guys in free agency. And I think they use one of their first um, third round picks on an edge guy as well. And I think one thing they're looking for, yeah, sure. They want more rotation, but they, I think they're missing speed. Speed is what they're missing. I think when, when D Ford was there and he was healthy and everything was clicking, it made the job so much easier for Nick Bosa and everyone else on that offensive line, someone who can disrupt, uh, you know, the rhythm of the quarterback and just the offense in general. So about that, I think are, are good fits who could get to the quarterback quickly. Yeah. So, I mean, really looking at like athletic profiles for all these edges, there's a lot of players that really feel like they're like, Hey, like I can see this guy, in a 49er uniform, just with how they play, uh, which, yeah, I mean, it, I think it's it's kind of one of these things where you feel like everybody could probably play uh, in that type of system, just with how well that, you know, the, the defensive line coach get, gets those guys to play. Um, and so I think a couple of guys, you know, that kind of fit that, um, you know, specifically might not be there. Uh, I think Will McDonald would be like a perfect situation there, uh, being that kind of speed guy, athletic, you know, with that athletic guy on the opposite side of, of Nick Bosa. But I don't really think that he's going to be there on that day. Uh, I think maybe somebody uh, potentially like Derek Hall is somebody that might be able to drop down. Uh, maybe they can trade up, you know, try and get him as well. Uh, he's somebody that's really athletic off the edge. Uh, needs to just, you know, kind of clean up some of his pass rush repertoire type stuff. But athletically, he's there. He's got the length, the size as well uh, that can really be a, a good edge player. Uh, Zach Harrison is somebody that I feel like um, is, is he's a kind of like one of these freak linear athletes he doesn't change direction all that well but if you look at some of the things that he can do his vertical is crazy his broad jump is crazy the 40 is crazy but he doesn't really change direction the three cone the shuttle all that kind of stuff isn't there uh he's super super long he's got one of the longest wingspans of anybody in this draft as well uh really good upper body strength i think he's somebody that early you know on first and second down he can he can set the edge consistently but on in, you know, on uh, pass rushing downs, he might need to to bump inside. You know, kind of like how the 49ers used Charles and Minahue as well. Um, yeah, he was. He would. Yeah, like I see the comment here. In front. He was a stud coming out of, uh, of college or coming out of high school. Uh, I'm actually located in Columbus, Ohio, which is where he's from. Uh, so I've I've kind of seen uh, uh, a lot of him uh, just kind of through the years. But uh, yeah, he's a freak athlete. Just really hasn't put it all to, together there at Ohio State uh, from a pass rush production. Uh, uh, plan. And so I do think he's somebody that is going to be available um, in that third round, fourth round range that could possibly be somebody that can play multiple positions as well. Uh, and then another guy, uh, Tavius Robinson out of Ole Miss, he's somebody uh, that people kind of view him a little bit more, maybe as a stand up edge. Uh, he, he did both at, at Ole Miss where he would, you know, rush from a two point stance, but he's got the link to be able to rush from a three point stance as well. He uses athleticism and quickness, uh, to rush against guards on the interior as well and win. So uh, I think he's somebody that's kind of still uh, ascending as a player. He's kind of flew under the radar, uh, but when I was able to kind of get eyes on him recently, uh, and I was really kind of, kind of shocked. I hadn't really heard much about him this cycle, uh, but he's somebody that really kind of needs to, to add a little bit more strength to his lower half, uh, but the athleticism is, is there uh, in, in that type of thing. And so 
there's there's really so many edge rushers in this class. This edge is this edge class is deep, and there's going to be guys that probably should be drafted a little bit higher that there just aren't just because it's it's so deep and not everyone is going to take them. But uh, like uh, on on our site, we have uh, over 50 edges uh, in this class it, it, from from the edge class. So um, I think everybody might everybody in the league might walk out with an edge at the end of this draft <laughs> class because there's just so many. So. Uh, there's really kind of just pick your poison, what you kind of like. Is it going to be that uh, D4 type where he's going to be rushing more from a two-point stance, kind of where Samson Ebicom was kind of taking that role on third downs as well. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, you guys brought in, you know, Cleveland Farrell might be able to take mm-hmm. some of that as well. Austin Bryant from the Lions, two Clemson guys uh, that should be able to to kind of add some depth. And so, uh, but, yeah, I think anybody that – uh, you add in, into this mix is you're going to feel really good about just because you you have the best D-line coach in the league. Uh, and so you feel like he's going to get everything out of them. So it's really just kind of figuring out what kind of body type that they want and what the versatility that they bring is. Yeah. And, and one thing, you know, I've, I've kind of noted, I mean, look at the Drake Jackson pick, like I mm-hmm. felt like Jackson was kind of raw, but I, Clearly he yeah. had the traits, right? Yeah. And I think that's something that they really liked about him. And because they know that Chris Kosarik could just mold anyone to, yeah. you know, or build anyone up to, you know, be a productive uh, D lineman. And so I think they bet on traits on, on the defensive line yeah, for, for sure. sure a lot of the time. Uh, but yeah, I, th- I think at the very least they want someone who has some speed. Isaiah McGuire's also someone who, yep. you know, people mention a lot. Yaya Diaby had a top 30 with the 49ers as well. I think he is also an option to your point. There's so many guys, there's so many names that I've heard as potential options for the 49ers that people like, you know, it's like, yeah, it's almost impossible to, for a lot of these guys to not be a fit <laughs> for them. So yeah, like tight end, I think edge is going to be one of those positions that, you know, no matter who they pick, I think we're going to be pretty happy about it. And I think, to your point, some of that talent is going to get pushed down the board just because the yeah. class is, is so deep. So I think this is uh, a prime time for the 49ers to potentially come away with two edge rushers if they really want. Now, linebacker, I don't know if it's like a huge uh, – yeah, they need a third linebacker and and – it wouldn't surprise me if they drafted one just because I, I, I think they like to bring one in, in in every draft, whether it be like a priority free agent or, you know, in, in the later rounds. Of course, you have Fred Warner, so you, know, you don't need to prioritize it too much. But as I yeah. mentioned, Aziz Al-Shair, uh, you know, gone. So it be a position that they, they look to in this draft. Um, I know there's a couple of names that have get, gotten brought up for the 49ers. Uh, Marty Mapu out of Sacramento. I mean, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on him? I, I loved him at, at the senior bowl. Yeah. Yeah. He was somebody that kind of flew on my radar pretty recently. Uh, kind of knew about him a little bit. Saw him a little bit at the senior bowl. Uh, he's probably going to end up moving have having a little bit of a position change coming into the league. It seems like linebacker, maybe that will linebacker spot is going to be what he plays uh, at the NFL, but he was a, a good safety at Sacramento state. Uh, I think he's somebody he's a, he's a fluid athlete, uh, feel comfortable with him matching up with tight ends and stuff like that. So that's why you kind of maybe feel like he's a little bit more of a linebacker rather than a safety, a uh, good play speed, um, you know, good closing speed. And, you know, he's a good tackler as well. Uh, maybe just needs to, to um, you know, he, 
relies on his athleticism a little too much, maybe at that FCS level where he, you know, you feel like you, you can kind of tell he might be one of the better athletes on the field. And so he kind of knows it. And so that obviously is going to be one of those things where you need to be able to progress at the next level and realize I'm not the alpha uh, that, that I maybe thought that I was. And so I think it's just one of those things, getting used to the NFL speed, all those kinds of things that is going to be a big learning curve. But I, I definitely think he's somebody that the 49ers could be able to toy with, be able to put in a, a more, uh, opportune situation for him, uh, you know, being able to play a linebacker rather than safety. And so, and then one other guy that I think would actually, I, I, I was, I was actually, uh, uh, you know, reviewing him uh, for our draft site was Henry Toto from Alabama. He's just felt yeah. like one of these guys, just with the way that he plays where you see all the linebackers where, you know, that, that they have, whether it would be Aziz from last year, Jerry Greenlaw, even the backups like Flanagan and Foles and, you know, you know, Oren Burks and all those guys, they just play with with the right mindset and they, they play fast and they're instinctive and all those kinds of things. And so Toto is one of those guys where even if he was just slightly late recognizing where the ball was, he was getting there. He was running on his high horse. He was getting there. He's playing with speed and all that kind of th- all those things. And I felt watching him like, you know, he's chasing somebody down the side. I was like, wow, that feels like that's somebody that plays in San Francisco. And so. Um, he's somebody that he played more of a Mike linebacker at, at Alabama. He's one of the leaders on their, their defense, along with Battle, who we talked about earlier. But uh, he's somebody that I feel like just based off of his weight and his size, he's about six one. just came in under 230 at the combine. Feels like maybe a will might be a better spot for him. And so he's somebody that could possibly see the field in those, you know, base situations with uh, Greenlaw and, and Warner. And so that's another position where the, the 49ers have done so well, where, they're kind of taking some guys that are, you know, not necessarily no names, but they might not be these bona fide first round, second round type of players. And they're putting them in, in great positions to be able to be all pro. And Drake Greenlaw arguably had maybe even a better season than than Fred Warner this year. And that's crazy because Fred Warner is the best softball linebacker in the league. And so and Aziz to be able to go and follow their GM over to Tennessee because he had he had such a good year, too. So. Um, I think that's you feel comfortable with whoever they're going to pick. And they'll be able to mold in that situation to be able to play well. And, but obviously, D'Amico Ryan's leaving. I think that maybe takes uh, some part of away from that. You know, but uh, I think just being in that building and, and all that kind of stuff is going to be able to help them. Yeah, I, I agree. It's like they've done such a great job bringing in linebackers and developing them. Even guys they've brought in as like undrafted free agents and whatnot. Um, what was that Salah and D'Amico Ryan's, you know, just having that linebacker background or is it the scouting? We will find out. <laughs> yeah. So, but let's talk about one final position that I think, you know, as I mentioned, I think the 49ers have their starters at corner, you know, uh, Traverius Ward. Uh, I think we can kind of assume that Damador Lenore is probably took that spot with the way he performed in the playoffs. Um, but, you know, Maybe some competition. There will be competition there, maybe. Uh, But, you know, I I think they definitely need some depth at at corner. So thinking about that, you know, you don't necessarily need a day one starter. Uh, You can – I see the the corner class is is somewhat deep, right? So maybe you can can wait to get that at at some point later in the draft. Who do you think might be there uh, a little late for them? Yeah, so one guy that I I really – kind of really started to admire and late in the draft process was, was uh, Terrell Smith out of Minnesota. He felt like somebody that can play in that type style, that style of defense that the 49ers play. He's got really good size, 6'1", 204, good speed. He's a really good athlete as well. 
Um, Minnesota plays a lot of man coverage, uh, or not, excuse me, not man, zone coverage. Um, they're really kind of playing a lot of, you know, quarter system, qu- cover two, even playing some cover three as well. So uh, he's somebody that is well-versed in all different types of schemes as well. But he also has the size to be able to play press, press man. He's comfortable in that as well. Uh, I think this guy is somebody that could possibly uh, kind of work his way into a starting role. He's somebody that I definitely would have my eye on, especially maybe in that you maybe feel comfortable, you know, taking him uh, in the fourth round, you know, possibly fifth round. Uh, I know the 49ers don't have a fourth round pick, but like we said, maybe they can maneuver their way into a different spot. But mm-hmm. even with having those three third round picks late in the draft or late in the third on, on uh, day two, it's something where they feel like then maybe that we take our corner that we like the most just because we can't wait another round to possibly get them. Uh, and so that's one guy that I really liked and thought that he would fit really well in their scheme. Uh, and then another guy that I liked a lot was uh, Corey Trice out of uh, Purdue. Um, longer corner, 6'3", 206. Uh, he, he's kind of physically imposing when you look at him. Really good in zone coverage as well. Uh, press man as well, but he's really athletic. And so this was somebody that I felt like uh, he, he can play in a multitude of different schemes as well. And so uh, really feel like these types of guys could, could possibly be there uh, on, on day three. More as an outside corner. And, and where they can kind of get creative with some of the other safeties that they have to be able to play in the nickel. But guys that can play in the nickel that you feel a little bit more comfortable about, maybe a guy like Travis Hodges Tomlinson, really good player out of TCU, a little bit shorter, 5'8", 178. That's why we feel like he's going to play in the slot a little bit more. But really just really good football player. Like He just makes winning plays. He's really athletic. He's fluid in man coverage, uh, really good mirror match ability as well, change of directions, things like that. Uh, and then another guy, uh, would be Cottrell Clark out of Louisville. Somebody's really, really productive, got his hand on the ball a lot, uh, played more on the outside role, but you, we feel like you know, he can kind of transition into that interior spot as well, playing in the slot, really good speed. Uh, he can play inside and out. Um, and, but, you know, the size constraints, you know, 5'10", 188, didn't really limit him that much. He played a lot bigger than his what his size kind of tells. And so, uh, but yeah, like you said, this corner class is really deep as well. I think we have over, I want to say 40, uh, corners as well in, in, in this. And so this is another one where you feel like you can get the kind of guy that you want, just depending upon where it'll be at. And so corner edge and even wide receiver, those three positions feel like they're the deepest along with tight end as well. So um, I, really it's kind of a, a good thing that the 49ers kind of have some of these needs in these spots because they feel like, you know, we don't have to reach for anybody. We can find the guy that we want and be comfortable with that. And so uh, and it's good that they, you know, these positions are deep for them so they don't have to, to reach for players. Yeah, absolutely. And it's so funny because like every year we we do this, right? We're we're talking about best fits, their needs, yeah. and then they go best player available <laughs> yeah. a lot of the time, which you can't be mad at. But, you know, yeah. we, we do all this prep and then they, they never draft the players we talk about. Yeah. Um, but, you know, a lot of the guys you mentioned uh, – I'm excited about, you know, Corey Trice, he's someone who gets mocked to the 49ers a lot. I, I have seen that. And, and Terrell Smith was someone who I interviewed on, on my pa- podcast not too long ago. So those yeah. of you listening, make sure you guys check that out. It's on my channel. Um, but yeah, I think there, there's a lot of uh, pretty good talent. And I think the 49ers are going to end up with, uh, you know, some pretty good guys, especially because you these past few years, although maybe that's not an indication of future success, but in the past few years, they've had success, you know, getting day two, day three guys and, and turning them into starters, right? So yeah. um definitely excited for what's to come in this draft. 
Well, Jordan, thank you so much for joining me today. This has been great. I, I love the, the insight that you have. Uh, and also, since you're not a 49ers fan, it's like you, you look at it from a different perspective as us, right? Yeah. Uh, so I really appreciate, uh, you know, your input. Um, for all you that tuned in, make sure that you guys like this video. Make sure you subscribe. Draft is coming soon enough. You know, I'll have more content for that. But for now, have a good rest of your Tuesday night, people. Peace.